At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Billington for more on 105.9 The Radiator. It's the rocket shop. We're back. Or should I say I'm back. Uh, I'm your host, Tom Proctor. And um, I think this is the first time I've been in the studio since late November. So it's, it's good to be back in this chair. Um, joining me tonight is Beneath Black Waves. Hello. 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 Hi. I, I said hello at the inopportune moment there. It seems like you, you two are still fiddling around with uh, getting everything in check. Sorry, I was telling our drummer what song we're going to be playing first. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our drummer's a box. It's, it's sitting it's, behind us by two feet. Is that a nice way to talk about you, drummer? Or <sighs> we have enough feelings that we don't need a drummer with feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, we like kicking off with a song. What have you got for us? Sure. This first song is called Chrysalis.
She didn't catch the name of the song. So what was the what was that song title Chrysalis. called? Chrysalis. That song's called Chrysalis. Um, so yeah, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, are you Vermont natives? Are you? Uh, did when did you come here if not? And when did you get going in music? Yeah, we uh, grew up in Franklin County, good old Fairfield in yeah. the woods. Uh, we are both brothers, uh, ten years apart. Nate is uh, my older brother. Yes. Um, and this is actually the first time we've been in a band together um, despite playing music in various forms yeah. throughout the years i'm 41 this is 42 this summer so i've been playing music for about 30 some odd years mm. i can imagine the 10 year age gap probably uh meant that you know when when you were in uh your 20s your 10 year old brother's unlikely to be uh stepping up and getting involved in a band and and when you're 30, I can imagine your your taste may be a bit different when you're 20. Sure. Well, our lives took a lot of different trajectories after, like, college. Uh, before college, I was around a lot, and I would do a lot of weird recording projects where I'd have Jesse come in and, like, beatbox when you were, like, I know you were, like, a little kid. So they were, like, like, I'm like, hey, come here and, like, hop on the mic and do some weird stuff on this weird thing I'm recording. So we would do a lot of weird stuff, but we didn't actually play in, like, a serious band. And then I, I uh, moved away and had a different life for a good decade or so, 15 years moved back right before pandemic um, and then have a new life again. And in pandemic, we've sort of decided to start this interesting adventure together doing this band. Yeah, this uh, project was born out of uh, drinking beers on the beach together, trying to figure out uh, how to survive COVID. And we decided let's, uh, let's start a new creative project. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good way to get through a worldwide pandemic. Um, <laughs> is it, is it, is this kind of the the genre that you're playing tonight, which you kind of described as as goth, um, also beach goth, which is something I really want to dig into in a minute because sure. that sounds very oxymoronic. <laughs> um, is that something that you two have always been passionate about? Uh, uh, Nathan, did you kind of bring Jesse up uh, on the on this kind of genre, or is this kind of coincidence? You kind of found it both yourself. Sure. I mean, like I I grew up listening to a lot of like grindcore and punk rock and like Wu Tang Clan radio. Right? So like we'd drive around and like expose him to all kinds of weird music genres as a kid. Um, but like I've always I, in high school and beyond, I was always into like gothy music from like old school goth stuff to like listen to a lot more like post punk kind of goth stuff now. But it's one of many genres I enjoy. But like I've been kind of always a moody weird person, so. We've also both, both been kind of moody, weird people. So uh, it's a genre that sort of I'm pushing harder to be involved in. But I, like, I, like, I've always wanted to have, like, I had a goth band in high school that was really bad. Mm. And then I played a bunch of punk bands and metal bands and some other bands. And then, like, coming back in my older age, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do that again. But, like, do it 
better. <laughs> now you got the skills to be able to actually. Uh, yeah, to some extent. Properly. I mean, I'm still. This is all. I'm. I'm actually a drummer primarily. I've been a drummer for most of my life. I play guitar, but like I'm not necessarily a guitar player. Jesse's actually a really amazing guitar player, and I've recruited him for bass for this project. So he plays bass like a guitar player half the time, which is kind of fun. So we call it. Neither of you two are playing your preferred instruments, right? Yeah, now. totally. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing totally different things, and like, so it's like we have a drum machine, which is weird for me because of being a drummer, I'm used to being behind the kit. But I like this is a fun project because it allows me to kind of sing, and be a front person, which is fun because I get to dress up and and that's nicer to be able to do and enjoy. And the benefit of having a drummer program your drum machine is it sounds, sounds a little pretty more, yeah. pretty rhythmically fun and interesting. A lot more reliable than regular drummers as well. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always know it's gonna be the same tempo every time I said it. Except when I said a weird random song and it plays a different song than I wanted to. Drummers are a certain breed. I will say that much. And uh, and no no offense to you, Nathan, but I, I always feel like they're the most interesting in the bands, but definitely uh, in a band, but definitely the least reliable. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. What's the decision? I mean, Nathan, as you are a drummer, what's the decision behind getting the drum machine rather than and both of you playing, you know, lead guitar and bass rather than being a drummer, singer, and then uh, and then maybe Jesse playing um, lead guitar and I don't know, can you get a bass machine or is there a bass sure. machine available? Yeah. <laughs> we both, we've, we've, we're open to experimenting with different things. Like, I had a former project called Heavy Gaze, which was my solo kind of acoustic and drum machine project. So that's where the drum machine came in. I got used to programming for that. I actually played here about two years ago before pandemic. Um, but because we're brothers and I've been in lots of bands, and I'm also another band called Shore Rights, so I'll give Shore Rights a plug. Like, I play drums in another band that's, that's local. Um, but this is a project where it's just two of us, we're siblings. It has, kind of a built-in consistency to it because like well, we can decide to play or not play but we're going to still be brothers while we're alive so like it's a good <laughs> opportunity to like I, don't, I know we're not going anywhere really so it's like trying to do some different things and explore some different territory sonically is, is interesting yeah, yeah. we both we both kind of share the same weird uh, adhd brain so we uh the songwriting process is us mostly just like hurling words and noises at each other until something sticks yeah it's, it's a little weird we'll, we'll like muscle through stuff a lot and it ends up being Interesting, either like we'll write a whole song in like five minutes or like spend three practices working on the song and still have it not click. But yeah. um, And Jesse, I'm assuming you've also been involved in several different bands as well as the way things are in Burlington. Actually, no, um, this is my only project. I took um, younger me in my 20s. I had a really bad bout of stage fright after like a series of bad gigs playing in bands. So this is the first like actual live musical project I've been a part of that's not like um, like my solo beat making or stuff that I do for fun. Oh, I'm glad uh, you've come in here to kind of share that off. I'm very Thank happy you. that you've uh, decided to make that leap again. Um, I guess um, what I was, was going to try and get at there is, I mean, obviously you've been in bands at least previously, being brothers and, and, and approaching the kind of songwriting process, um, is it easier? Is it harder? Have you got kind of an intuition with each other? Is it more that you're going to fight about everything? I mean, how does that oh, work? I have our moments for sure, but yeah, you'll definitely. let you talk for a um, <laughs> I find it to be a lot easier too because, um, I don't know, we, we gravitate towards the same kind of like ideas, mostly musically. There are definitely practices where we just complete breakdown and we're grumpy with each other, but yeah. like... What? Or we'll try different stuff and it's, throw some spaghetti at the wall and it sticks or breaks or explodes yeah, yeah. and like... Often though, I think because we do have a lot of common ground, but then different ideas about things, it nudges each other to kind of grow and do some different stuff. Like we've been doing some different things. This is our original setup, but I've been also pushing hard for more keyboard stuff. And we have a pedal where we have pre-recorded keyboard and also like other things. So we've been exploring some different sonic territory than what we're playing for tonight. But this is sort of mostly some of our first batch of songs in like a new one. Um, 
so we've been kind of experimenting with like what our sound is and kind of not being so rigid in defining that. Like, yes, we're kind of a gothy post-punk band. You mentioned beach goth. We use that as like a, that's sort of the idea for like, let's start a band, let's make a beach goth band, not even knowing what that is. I've heard the term before. There's not really like an established definition of what that sounds like. So we're like, oh, like, like sometimes surfy, sometimes dark and moody. Uh, if, you, if you plopped uh, like golden era Joy Division New Order on a sunny beach in California, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they tried that with the Happy Mondays, and they came back with a crack addiction. So. That's fair. Oh yeah. Uh. Um, we definitely uh, like because the product sort of came out of uh, sitting on the beach in, in Burlington, enjoying like what we could do in pandemic, which is sit outside in the sun and like enjoy being depressed and moody in the sun, which is sort of counterproductive. But like that sort of follows through with our sound too. Like we're playing some heavier stuff tonight, but a lot of our music is very firmly rooted in being like pop music. Like we're trying to do a lot of pop hooks and have to be very catchy and musical, even though we're kind of rocking out and trying to different, do a lot of different stuff. Like we've got some songs that are surfier, some songs that are like real heavy and kind of punk sounding and some stuff that's even like almost like kind of metal shoegaze sounding, but like, yeah. And and also some really quiet chill stuff too. Yeah, like, like a a very like Chris Isaacy kind of slow jam ballad that's like hmm. goth lounge, I guess. Goth lounge. Well, we're just we're playing around up all these new goth genres I've never heard before. Got a beach goth is something that I, as soon as I read it, it just fascinated me because immediately you know you start thinking like, can't imagine a goth on the beach would burn. Um, and then, you know, you, you just think about it more, your beach can be very moody if you go down to Oakledge right now, it's probably incredibly goth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, c c please dig into a little bit more about the beach goth. What, what does that mean? What's, what does that mean to you? Sure. And why was that something that kind of really first popped into your head when you created this project? Sure. Um, I've never really liked the beaches. Being someone who kind of like doesn't like the sun typically and likes to be kind of dark and moody. And then pandemic changed kind of everything about how I am as a person and that like it sort of rebooted me a lot. And um, I spent a lot of time not wanting to be indoors. I wanted to like seek out external spaces. Like I moved to Burlington right before pandemic. So it was like I was just getting settled in and like spending time doing a lot of shows and being social. And then all that just kind of shut down. So I was like, I don't know what to do. So I, I found myself like going for walks and like exploring like the natural beauty of this area, like just going along the waterfront. And I found a lot of like peace and solace and like experiencing that and, and like going the thing I spent a lot of time with was like getting together with random small groups of friends and just going to natural places and talking and drinking beer and like and whatever like yeah. you know being be just being like human and existing in this weird situation and like sort of getting a different grasp on life so um and also like sitting on the beach and like heels and like <laughs> you know like that's sometimes that's, that's a mood I don't dislike that yeah. but um I find that even now like I look forward to summertime because like I spend a lot of time uh, with my partner and and with my friends, the few that we get together with, and my brother when he's able to, just like going down and spending what's well, a nice day, like just biking down to the waterfront and enjoying like Oakledge or like North Beach. I'm getting married this uh, in September uh, with my fiance. We're gonna get married on North Beach because we met on the beaches of Burlington uh, in pandemic. That's incredible. So it's, so it's been like a it's been a very it's come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that's sort of the idea of too of like let's make a dark moody band, but let's contrast that with like let's have like a kind of a surf pop element to it too right so very, very much like in the in line with like having this be a kind of a horrible dark time but like the the kind of connections that we've been fostering with each other and with other people very much in the spirit of that trying to like i don't know hope hope that comes through in the sound at least sometimes does uh i mean there's there's you can list artists as long as you're on where the the kind of tone and emotion of the music you're hearing does not match like maybe the lyricism mm. um is is that similar here i'm mean, obviously joy division vibes on on the 
of per echelons there, but, um, you know, you listen to, if you read Joy Division's lyrics, um, yeah, it was a product of a very deranged and, and dark mind who obviously uh, eventually killed himself. Uh, it, but do you kind of have that juxtaposition there because you are beach goth and so it sounds very dark, but in actual fact, it's, uh, it's quite lighthearted. There's a uh, weird... We, we've been trying to walk an interesting <laughs> line with that where it's like... Gia, can you talk for me? So our, our first batch of songs that we ever recorded was essentially a loosely themed concept album around death. <laughs> so <laughs> Real lighthearted stuff. Um, yeah, still, quite, yeah. still quite melancholy, yeah. But, um, and we were, some of the songs we're playing tonight and some of the other songs that we, uh, we worked on during that initial period were like trying to find like how far could we go down this rabbit hole of like writing lyrics that are not necessarily like our own perspectives but like trying to tell stories in as short amount of time as possible as like a two and a half minute rock song about like different people's perspectives on experiencing death in different directions. That was the, the start. And we've kind of that, branched out from there a little bit lyrically. That, that was also fun when having a, a song with lyrics that are about uh, death from the perspective of a skeleton in the ground who is like longing for his lover. Huh. <laughs> who was actually the person that murdered them in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, it's like a lot of our lyrics are intentionally dark and weird. And I, I like playing lyrically with like strange themes of like transformation and being like inhuman. And so we'll write songs that sound very poppy in some cases, but the lyrics are actually about like real weird abstract things that are about change. And I think that also reflects my own personal world. Like, it's been a lot of changing in the past like four or five years mm. through my, like I won't get into my whole story, but like it's been a lot of transitions and lately they've been a lot more positive, but like I've been learning more about myself. I've been learning more about the world around me and how I view it. Um, and some of that reflects in lyrical matter in terms of like it gets filtered through some darker, weirder territory, but a lot of our songs are about transformation to some extent because it's just the nature of what my life experience has been lately. Yeah, um, but I do feel like I, I kind of kind of, see you or hear hear you kind of threading that needle of yeah you, you it, it sounds goth uh, or a post-punk or early Britpop if, we, if we're going to be perfectly honest um <laughs> but at the same time it is kind of this goth melancholy lyrics but uh, then the twist to that is that there's actually kind of something kind of sweet about it I mean the as you said the the skeleton longing for his uh partner <laughs> who also inadvertently killed him um yeah, that's fascinating stuff, honestly. Um, I'd love to hear another song, though, so sure. what do you got for us? This is probably the more beachiest song we're going to yeah. play. Uh, Beachside? Yeah. I'm gonna... This song is called Beachside Burial. Beachside Burial, if you didn't catch that from my feedback thing. I'm just going to make sure I'm in tune real quick, because that's always nice. Yeah. It's really important to be in tune. Uh, we like to say this song has big 1980s movie closing credit energy. Yeah, this makes me think of, like, The Lost Boys, to be honest, like... Not that this is as good as like the Sister Mer Sisters of Mercy song that they have in there. That's like the pop closer. So Lost Boys, not the Goonies, then, yeah? I mean, I, I have a Goonies t-shirt I didn't wear today because I was trying to be on brand, but also Goonies. That whole era of stuff is really enjoyable to me. Sorry, I'm talking while tuning, which is always a bad thing. I'm not... All right. Let me uh, turn all my thingamadoodles on the way they're supposed to be. <laughs>
black waves and I can tell I'm out of practice doing this. I usually write down the name of the song before you start playing it and I keep forgetting to do that. So what's that song called again? That one's called Beachside Burial. Beachside Burial. <laughs> again, really, really threading that needle between, uh, between kind of summer vibes and, and goth. Um, I did notice that you, uh, you released your self-titled LP in July, um, and that's on Spotify, um, obviously called Beneath Black Waves, or ST, am I, am, am I getting that wrong? Self-titled. self-titled. We just want to call it Beneath Black Waves, Beneath Black Waves, it's just too much. Um, too extra. Tell me I'm a little great. bit about the production of that LP. <laughs> well, we recorded all in GarageBand on our own because uh, having a laptop and a drum machine it does a good job of um, making it easier to record. However, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, basically, we were just at a, the point where um, the pandemic was kind of settling down in that like, um, like oh, spring summer gigs. time, and we're like, hey, we could actually play some, play some shows, maybe, and be like a that? like an actual band, um, not just a like a practice space only recording project. Yeah. Um, so we. We're like, hey, let's put out a booking demo and uh, get some shows going. And yeah, that was the concept of like, let's put a little EP out. Not so much to capture everything we've been working on because we were still writing a lot of songs even now. Um, we've got more than enough for a full length, but we're kind of letting things stew and kind of percolate. But we wanted something that allowed us to like get some gigs and, and just let people know, like, here's what we sound like in a way that's easily presentable. Like recording is a nice way to capture like the vibe. Um, you know, it's it. We're ha I'm, I'm happy with how it came out. Obviously, like we're gonna try to do better next time and do more stuff. But as far as like a four song thing, I think it came out pretty good, um, considering it didn't cost us anything. We just spent our time tinkering. Oh, also shout out to a community of sound. Oh, yeah. um, that's where I, we, that's where we practice. It's like a, a, a organization in Burlington down by the waterfront of artists and musicians that have a space. It's at one main street where like the, all the train stuff is gonna be coming back, which yeah, is right cool. by the Echo Center there. It's a great practice space, but there's a, it's more of like a community thing there too. So there's there's a lot of interesting things happening when it's less pandemic-y. But yeah, we've been using that as our recording space and practice space, and yeah. But EP, woo. Yeah, and uh, obviously getting that first EP out is always a little bit weird. I mean, both of you are musicians before this, so it's not quite like that first time you're kind of releasing everything into the world. But even so, it's uh, it's a fairly vulnerable place to be. Um, was it difficult to pick the the four songs, and and what was your general reception on, with the with the LP? Yeah, I think we were trying to get like a variety of stuff on there. So there's like a very like country sounding surf jam, and like. Um, at least, well, one of the songs we're playing tonight. Actually, yeah. the, the next song we're playing is on the end of the EP. Um, oh, and, and Beachside Burial is also on. So we're trying to get a flavor of, like, have each of the four songs we picked have a little bit of a different flavor of our sound. Mm. Um, mostly because we wanted to try to get a few different types of venues. Like, we've been playing a lot of DIY shows up until recently. We were supposed to play Arts Riot this month, but things got COVID-y. Hopefully that'll get rescheduled um, with Father Figure and uh, Remy Russins who played here recently. So we've been trying to like get hooked in with the local scene more slowly, but it's hard to do when like you book shows and then they fall apart because things have to shut down. And but we wanted to use that as an opportunity to kind of like showcase here's kind of what we sound like in some different avenues because like we play a lot of loud rocking music and we fit in well with like the DIY kind of like underground loud scene, but we also want to play like more club venues where we can do poppier sounding stuff and push the envelope a little bit with like the edgier stuff, but still do some, a variety of type of venues and shows. Yeah, it's been, it's especially been a tough winter on, uh, in terms of everything being canceled again. It didn't really feel the, exactly the same way the previous winter. And 
Um, obviously, we, we, we've all been experiencing it, so we don't know what we're talking about. But as as a, as a new band, um, have you have you seen this happen in the rest of the scene? Are other bands kind of struggling to get that footing, or is it, and if uh, yes or no, um, is that making people more creative? Is that taking people down other avenues, or are people just kind of like this is the worst, and I'm going to go hibernate until June? Well, it's been exciting to see that a lot of bands do still exist because i've seen certainly there's quite a few bands that have kind of either like packed it up and created new projects or decided to stop playing there is like a core group of people that are still like digging in and like new uh, recordings are being made and people are still trying to do shows and um it feels good to be a part of like what's left and that's what's kind of being rebuilt slowly even if we're kind of biding our time for it to be more of a opportunity to play shows more and like network more with other musicians but i like that a lot of the bands i was going to see before a pandemic uh, when i moved up here are still many of them are still around and playing off and on um i'm looking forward to some other ones coming back but like it's been interesting just to see that like there's still a lot of people who are trying to keep the spirit of local music alive even in a situation where it's really hard to get out and play shows as a performer and feel safe and like go as an audience member um and feel like the same way it was before and like i don't i recognize nothing's necessarily gonna be the exact same but like we've had tastes of being able to go and play on stage again and do stuff like this where it's like it feels like this is like the closest thing we've had to a show in a couple months it feels like so we're just like yes this is great i don't even like doesn't really matter how this goes we just want to do a thing and like um so it feels good to be a part of what's happening still and like i'm excited to as a newer returning to the area person of the past two years right before pandemic I plan on being here for a while, so I want to see like how this continues to develop over time as like things get a little more safer to do things. Hopefully, um, yeah. knock on wood. <laughs> it's also kind of interesting me having uh, interesting to me not having been involved in like the local scene at all to kind of like have my brother take me under his wing and <laughs> who has like a Here's long history bands. in the like Burlington area like punk scene and metal scene yeah. and grindcore scene. There's still like a few bands. <sighs> I think there's like who's still around? Like Barbaco is still around. They've just been here forever. There's like, I remember a lot of, I, I, I was like in like the late 90s, early 2000s era of like 242 Main Club Toast. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually I interned at Big Heavy World. Like I was going to say, I mean, you, you must know Jim from way back yeah. then. Yep. We've got a long, long history together. So like, it's cool that some of the stuff is still around. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting to see like all this new energy since I've come back. Uh, the pandemic has impacted that obviously to some extent, but um, I'm excited to see that there are still cool bands around and like bands I want to go out and see that are like local bands playing in basements or random places or clubs. There's some more venues than I remember there being when I left, so that's kind of nice. I saw you just gesture when you said random places to, to this beautiful state-of-the-art studio, and uh, I'll, I'll have you know this is an institution. I love the vibe here. Yeah, no, this is this is the kind of place I like to do shows because it just has personality and energy to it the million wires and pipes and hvacs and it does remind me of 242 a little bit and some like you've got like the longer hang like if this <laughs> thousand bongo drums over there <laughs> have no idea what this is but i'm sure it's very <laughs> cool or expensive or not at all um yeah it, it's it's a great space um, i am curious uh you were saying like uh, um one main street uh with the community of sound it's kind of very typical of Burlington to have that kind of uh, communal space for whatever, mm -hmm. but obviously musicians are a big one and we're, we're very proud of the way that um, we, we kind of support each other in the music scene here. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that has changed this winter because um, we can't really see each other. As you said, this is like the first gig you've done in two months. This is the first time I sat in this chair in two mm -hmm. months. So I, I kind of know how you feel on that one. But for me, when it doesn't happen, I just kind of step out and do my own different thing. 
what's yeah what's it like for for musicians around here at this moment in time you know it to to collaborate and kind of keep things going it feels like strange like because i remember last winter feeling a lot more despair about just like oh this is never going to end we're never going to a chance to play again and this summer kind of was the first time after like a year and a half of being able to like, oh, we can kind of play some shows sort of. Yeah. Like I was up until that point, I'm just like dreaming of like, how, how, is, how does music work in pandemic? And like, I didn't have an answer for that. Other than just like, maybe people go outdoors and just like stand 10 feet from each other mm-hmm. and like have their own little bubble. And seeing, you know, vaccines and other things come in that have sort of helped the situation kind of get a little bit better for a while, gave me some hope that like, oh, we, we could experience some of these things again in a in sense. But it gives a better appreciation for like what, was like I miss just being able to walk into a venue and be like, hey, there's a bunch of people like high five, what's up? I'm gonna sit next to you and see this band, and like maybe the band is like spitting on us and being rowdy and whatever. Like that's fun, but like nowadays it's just like, oh my god, like even being in that room with like that many people is very intense. So I think I lost a little bit of track of the question. Just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, ADD, ADHD. Um, I think though this winter, I think to bring back around like. It's weird because it j- we just were going into winter feeling like, okay, we've got this momentum started from like the summer and spring. And then it's just like, boop, turned off the spigot again. I'm just like, oh, things are real bad. And like, it's harder to say. So I'm in like hunker down mode again. We're just like, ah, just kind of waiting. Yeah, we're, we're working on making plans to like, um, we both just got a copy of like Ableton and we're going to be like hunkering down and trying to do more home recordings um, if we can't album. play shows. And yeah, at least for the next couple months, because it's probably going to be a little while before things are like super happier than they have been but yeah, winter is always hard though like we both struggle with like seasonal depression and just baseline depression so it's like hard getting motivated to do much of anything when it's like five degrees out like i was like yo i'm the rest i think it's minus five at the moment yeah like i was like <laughs> loading stuff in my ear i'm like i'm too old for this loading up these amps <laughs> and heels and like five degree weather i'm like what am i doing but also like it's worth doing it because this is like one of the first times I've left my house and like to do a thing in like a couple of weeks at least. So. I, I like the the spirit of punk. There's nothing more punk than loading up uh, your your gear into a uh, into an independent radio studio in high heels in five degree weather. I think that's there's something very beautiful to that. It's a big mood for sure. It is, it is indeed. Um, well, we've got about time for two more songs. Cool. So um, we have two more songs for you. Uh, what's the next one up? Uh, Next one's going to be Extinction Curse. Oh, yeah. It's one of those ones where we, uh, it's not really about anything directly related to life, but it's a kind of conceptually about, like, meeting someone and watching, like, uh, uh, like asteroid sky falling stuff coming. Like, I'm really into, like, um, one of my kinks is, like, world-ending extinction events, kind of. <laughs> so it's, like, I'm like, oh, like, the, the idea of, like, oh, the world's ending in this horrible way, and we're kind of watching it slowly unfold. Yeah, very, very post-apocalyptic, or I guess just regular apocalyptic vibes. All quite, apocalypse. Quite communal, though, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. So there's not a lot of lyrics to this song, but it te- I tried to tell a story in as, like, two verses as possible without any real chorus. So we're going to see how that goes. Okay, sorry. Let me actually tell my drummer what we're doing.
mentioning before uh before that last song that you, you you did go do a few venues in the summer before it was all kind of like all, all shut down again mm. and we did mention a few diy spaces and there's just one that fits perfectly into both of those spaces which is the swan dojo mm. and i saw you played there in the summer yeah um i heard it's closing down which i'm Ooh. pretty sad about um but yeah, tell me a little bit about uh, kind of the the goth scene in Burlington and and what those kind of spaces uh, do for the for the kind of the community around the, this particular genre and other genres maybe sure. that had that niche following. Well, I will say there's not a lot of goth bands around town these days. I remember like there was there was like there's always been like sprinklings of like goth tinged music in Burlington off and on over the years. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of bands in town that like endeavor to call themselves <laughs> gothic music these days. There might be one or two other ones, but I think the cool thing about Swan Dojo, and it's a bummer to hear if they're not doing shows anymore, but um, having DIY spaces is sort of like the only place for kind of some sort of like edgier, weirder bands to play, which so like that's where like having, having those opportunities is really essential for like this community. Like we started off being like, I don't know what we're going to play. Like I know when we get more momentum it'll be easier to book shows that are outside of like the smaller spaces but like you got to start somewhere and like being newcomer to town not having that established fan base like being able to play places like swan dojo uh jim's basement and other other diy venues which is not that many pandemic killed a lot of those too just because it's like not super safe to randomly get a bunch of random people in your basement unless people are being super careful and thoughtful about it which in both cases like those venues are doing that but um yeah i grew up on the diy scene so like anywhere where it's like, I like playing backyards and basements and like random spaces where we just kind of come in and do our thing and 
tidy up and go home afterwards. Like that's sort of the nature of a lot of the music I've been playing over the years. And it's nice to play club gigs, but like there's certainly like a nice energy to uh, the DIY underground scene in town. And like I'm hoping that pandemic doesn't completely suck all the wind out of that. Like I think people have been really hungry to play shows, so that uh, you know places like Swan Dojo have like risen to meet that need. But also it takes a lot of work to run that kind of stuff. So like hats off to the people that are involved in those kind of operations, DIY kind of things don't always last super long, but they usually people kind of keep putting energy into it in some way or another. So um, hopefully as the next year evolves, there'll be more opportunities to play stuff in that shape and form again, really. You've given a lot of context clues, but for those who aren't uh, aware or know what DIY uh, venues are, could you kind of give us a little bit of background on what that sure. is? Yeah, like for, for like, I mean, I think maybe, I don't know, I'm just old. So I'm like, oh, do it yourself. If like if you're setting up a show somewhere that's not... Like if you were to get a permit and go to say North Beach, for example, and get a permit and everything's cool, like you could set up a show in the middle of the beach and have a bunch of people outdoors playing. Like in the sense of like people finding a space that is available um, and to either rent or get a, to just set something up and then drag in their gear, like sound gear and have book bands and do a thing. Like that's sort of the entire spirit of like playing in underground music. Like there's not a lot of venues um, like there are certainly venues that are open playing for like punk bands and metal bands, but like typically those louder, weirder genres don't have as easy time to get shows except in DIY type situations. A lot of like, I remember a lot of doing a lot of church basement shows when I was like playing in like grindcore bands. Like where else are you going to stick a bunch of really loud bands screeching and ripping their stuff apart? Church mm -hmm. basements and church VFWs. Basements. And VFWs and um, a lot of basement shows. Like the Burlington did have a pretty healthy basement show scene before pandemic and that kind of not a lot of people want to open up their personal space to random people right now, which is totally reasonable and fair, and I don't blame them. He used to have a wonderful basement for basement shows. Yeah. It was fantastic. I, I think so I mentioned... So sweaty, so sweaty. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's part of the nature of just getting all gritty. I remember, um, I mentioned this last time I was on this radio show, but, like, I was renting a house in Southern Vermont for a while, and I was putting on, like, potluck house shows where I just opened up my entire house to friends mostly, but, like, other bands are... We have touring bands. We had, like, just random bands playing, setting up their full thing in my living room, with the kitchen and like we everyone would bring a little potluck dish and like some beverages and just like everyone knows the rules and be respectful and we just like throw up some chairs and just like enjoy loud rock music in this tiny little cottage in the middle of like Main Street, Southern Vermont. So <laughs> something very yeah. beautiful to that though. If I had a space for that, I would do it again. <laughs> when it's not pandemic y. If I ever end up owning a house again, I'll probably try to find one with a garage where I can do some kind of art stuff. Someday we will get through all this, maybe. Sure. Who knows? Um, so, uh, yeah, we've, we've only got our time for one more song now, but before you go, I, I want to know what's next for uh, Beneath Black Ways. What, what's, I, I know it's obviously a big fat question mark in a lot of cases, but uh, have you got anything concrete down for the next few months? Um, we're definitely still in winter mode right now, so this is like nice coming out to do a thing. Um, we're probably a little bit rusty. I feel like I've, every time I play a show, I'm just like, oh, God, that sounded awful. But then I'm like, think back afterwards. I'm like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, probably, usually. I mean, we're just practicing a bunch. We're writing a lot of new material. Um, most, all of the stuff we've written prior is still new to most people because we haven't played more than a half a dozen shows. So it's like, but it's, we've been playing it over and over again. So we're like already hungry to create more stuff. So we're writing a lot of new stuff. We're trying to branch out sonically and try different ideas uh, right. with what we're doing. On, on that front, definitely incorporating more like, um, like synths and like 80s mm -hmm. style keyboard sounds yeah. and um, just kind of experimenting with various goth flavors of different things, but still kind of retaining that core like post-punk edge, at least for like some of our stuff. We're both really into like synth wave too. So it's like, 
playing around with a little bit of that vibe too, yeah. where we can. But yeah, we're probably gonna start recording some new material uh, eventually. But I think the idea is just to kind of keep writing right now and see how the next few months play out, and then maybe get some shows on the books for spring and summer if things are safe to do so. Yeah, fingers crossed, man. I'm going all the way, getting a bit cabin fever, if I'm honest <laughs> with you. Right. Um, and if people want to find you, um, what's your social media? What's your Spotify? Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. I think we're just Beneath Black Waves on Spotify. And then we do have an Instagram account, which is Beneath yeah. Black Waves. I don't really know the actual handles because I don't really pay that close attention to that stuff very often. But <laughs> yeah, we're on Instagram and we're on Spotify. And we're on uh, Bandcamp also, yeah, that where you can check out our EP as well if you want to. A couple other various places, Facebook and other. We, yeah, I think well, when we, we pushed our music to Spotify, it pushed things to like the entire internet. So we're like, yeah. oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> okay, neat. Mm-hmm. So if you just Google Beneath Black Waves, you'll probably find yeah. random things. And on YouTube, where people just post random videos that they decide to make to our videos, which is kind of, or to our music, which is kind of thoughtful of them. And also maybe short stories about pirates if you go far down enough <laughs> in the search <laughs> results. Oh, oh, that's weird. There's a, whole, there's a whole online community of, uh, of your followers kind of reimagining uh, your music. This is great. Um, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you guys in. Um, Thanks so much for having us. What have uh, you got to close out with? This happy ditty is going to be called Void. Void. <laughs> <laughs>
beneath bike waves playing us out with there with the void nathan jesse it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you so much for having us yeah, thank you very much. Fun. yeah hopefully i'll see you uh out and about in spring and summer and we're allowed to definitely be around people again we're looking forward to being out in the human world again <laughs> Um, well, that's all we got for tonight. This uh, We've got Joe Bled coming in to the studio next week, so make sure you check that out. Um, but for now, this has been 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host on Proctor, and good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a bunch. It's nice to have like people here. <laughs>